From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Swindle ain't here! Jonathan who? Jonathan ain't here! <laughs> Uh, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors, hours number two. Jonathan, uh, we're not, we're just busting on him. He was up at the uh, big cattleman's soiree up north somewhere. He and the wife and the kids went up there, so he's... Uh, and I think it was his anniversary. He's probably recuperating from that big old giant party. You know what happens when you get all them cow guys together? It gets to be a hoop. They talk a lot of bull. Yeah, that's what they do. a lot of bull. <laughs> and uh, Bill George is up in Pennsylvania. That's how he taught me to say it, Pennsylvania, not Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. So anyway, he's up there. So it's just me and me and Glenn in the studio today, and be uh, for the break, before the beginning of the second hour and the last hour, last time on our show, we were speaking about a video that is up on our Facebook page that actually somebody sent to me and said, "Dude, have you seen this?" And uh, I put it up on there and. Um, it's uh, I don't did it make it on local news? I don't even know if it made local news. I, yeah, I didn't. I'm see sure it, on, it did uh, somewhere. I'm because when it has a uh, five point four eight million views, yeah. I'm yeah, but, sure somebody somewhere has seen it. It's over five million. Yeah, about five and a uh, half million views. How many? That's uh, oh not an iPad. But how many people have actually viewed it on our page? I think it's been viewed over. Uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, on just on our page alone. It's been shared uh, multiple times, but yeah, I so think it's over fifteen thousand or something. Like thirty five shares alone. from our side alone. So there's no telling how many people's actually seen it. Well, but, it's it's a crazy video, and I'm sure if you're one of the five million or so who's actually seen it, you know what we're talking about. But it's, it's in Florida, and if you look in the background, it's almost like they live close to a. A marsh area, mm-hmm. uh, wooded lot or whatever, but open area, no uh, no gorilla cage around it. So uh, it's an open pool out, out in the back, in the ground, not above. That was my uh, when I put it up there. I said, "This is why rural folks have above ground pools because we're out in the woods in the boonies. It actually keeps stuff from actually getting in the pool with you." Yeah, you know, when I had our, our pool, we it was an above ground that was in the ground, half but, and half. Yeah, yeah. and. You know, I've had alligators come walking by multiple times uh, in the yard itself, but never uh, encountered one in the pool. Not to say they couldn't because it was just a couple of feet, but, you know, it's just one of them things. Well, this one here, uh, when you watch the video, there's a young lady and a young man in the pool together. And the alligator, you can see him coming up the little walkway. You can see his eyes glowing really good. And then you see him stop. And the way he's walking... Tells me that he sees something in the water. He yeah, knows it's there, and he's stalking it. Because if you see once he lurches off the pad, he's going at it. He's going wide for, open. He's going wide open. Now I heard somebody told me that the girl did get bit on the arm. It looks like it did. I, that's why I slowed, slowed it down to see. And she, he did. It did grab it, her arm, but it let go immediately. So she's lucky there. See right there, it gets it right there. Yeah, and. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think in the initial strike that he got her because she pushed away, and then of course the, her the boyfriend, brother, whatever he is, he abandoned her in the pool. He just rolls out the side, and she tries to swim to the other side. 
And then you think it's all over because you see her getting to the other side and the alligator kind of sitting there. But then that tail kicks into high gear. And, dude, he was going to attack her. That was not just, you know, moving her out or trying to scare her off. That sucker came in there for a bite. Yeah, it was coming to eat. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, hey, how you doing? You're in my territory. You need to get out. But And then the other thing is, and then somebody comes running out of the house. Another gentleman comes out of the house. But you notice he never leaps into the pool. He doesn't leap onto the alligator. He doesn't do anything either. He just kind of stands along the edge and runs along the side like a little barking chihuahua. Uh, maybe going, it was just enough for a good distraction. Go, going, uh, Jennifer, get out of the pool while I uh, do magic tricks or whatever. I don't yeah. know. So uh, if you want to see the video, if you want to be one of the new 1.7 million people who go and view it today, go ahead. 5.4. Well, I'm just adding Eight another one. million from the show. Another million. Yeah. Well, 5.481559 views. There you go. Oh, we got Billy. Billy on the phone this morning. Good morning, Bill. How you doing? Wonderful. I love it right now. Well, just pack your bags and move north, young man. <laughs> it's about 50 degrees, 54 out on the porch, you know. <laughs> no, we don't know. Because it was uh, 96 there. on the porch last night at, <laughs> at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I think- oh, it's been beautiful. Well, it, it's rained almost since I left turkey season, you know, up here. It's almost, rained almost there, and... We come up, and yesterday was a beautiful sunny day, and today's a beautiful sunny day, and so is tomorrow morning supposed to be. So I told them we'd drag a truckload of sunshine with us and brought it up, but we flew. (laughs) It was all on the tailwind. There you go. Take care of it. So what what are you doing up there now? Are you just hanging out with family? Are you scouting around? What are you uh, food plotting? What are you doing? Well, right now we're just kind of hanging with family. I'm going to take my wife to look at some of the hunting grounds that we traditionally hunt. She's never been over there where the glaciers put the uh, big goonie rocks out there on the side of the hillside, you know. It's hard to imagine when there's, you know, rocks bigger than, you know, a subdivision on the side of the road, and the glacier actually brought it along and dropped it there, you know. It's hard to imagine those things just moving along in the ice. No, we don't know because we're not there. Yeah. Well, no? I'll send you a picture. Yeah. I, I don't think it a lot of... It sounds like you're going to be hunting in a hard hat area. <laughs> <laughs> but the deer, the deer are in the yard right now constantly. You know, they're out here getting the fresh grass and everything else. Um, we leave, you know, a number of acres get real tall, so all the small turkeys and rabbits and everything have places to hide. And, um, you know, the deer and everything. But I think there was nine deer in the yard. Um, people are like, man, you need to make sure you get some dope permits. Come on up here and get get some of these things sent out. I'm like, well, we may have to work on that. Uh, well, we're going to have to work on it as a new drinking game. Every time Bill George says, you know, we have to take a shot. So <laughs> yeah, he said it like 14 times so far. I'm counting. Well, you know, it's what, you know, it's well, just well, what he it, does, you know. I'll go back. To, I'll go back to Jonathan. You know, we were talking about this the other day. <laughs> well, I got to ask you. I know you're uh, really, really far away, but uh, there was a story that came out this past week where the Everglades National Park is seeking hunters to kill pythons, and they're going to actually allow them to use shotguns. Well, that's the talk. That's the talk. So. Uh, they're going to allow them to go out there. The Sun Sentinel reported that on uh, this past Thursday, for the first time, it will allow snake-contracted python hunters to pursue the giant snakes within its borders, and for the first time, it allow them to use shotguns to kill them. Uh, you know, we talked to Dusty Crumb last weekend, and of course, he goes out and catches them by hand, 
and then <clears throat> either euthanizes them on the way <clears throat> or hands them over to biologists if they want to take a look at them doing necropsies and all that kind of stuff before he gets the hide off of them. But what's really sad is when I talked to him, he said there's just not enough people out there. And even with this new rule, they say that there's only about a dozen people working within the park, um, but they're hoping to expand it to about 120 hunters. So Yeah, that's because that's what they allow. Right. <laughs> you, you and I can't just go decide we're going to go for a weekend and hunt snakes in the park. We can't do it. No, which I, I think that they should allow people to do a temporary uh, f- snake hunting yeah, permit. The f- you know, at the first hundred people in. Sure. Yeah, the but weekend you permit. Just sit there and say, if you see it and it doesn't belong, you can be a part of getting rid of it. Right. Well, I, I know you, you mentioned this, but the National Park Service said that they are saying no uh, to get more hunters or get hunters into the park, as you pointed out, that you just can't go there and and start hunting them. Hunting is strictly prohibited in the national parks, but this is an effort. This is viewed as an eradication, not yes, a that's hunt. Not hunting. Yeah, that's not hunting. Yeah, I mean, you may be hunting in the sense that you're looking for something, like you hunt your keys, but it's not like you're hunting in the traditional sense of I'm going hunting for a deer or a turkey. You know, right? Well, you do have to uh, get licensed by the uh, the park service and all that stuff. Uh, they're going to do applications right now. They say it's currently closed, but they're going to be opening up uh, pretty soon, seeking applicants to go out and do the python hunting program soon. Applicants must have some snake ex- catching experience and uh, absence of wildlife violations and undergo some training before you start. But I think it's a step in the right direction. I really do. And and even talking to Dusty, who said, you know, I, the last thing I want to do is have to kill these beautiful snakes, but there's nothing else we can do with them. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Can't oh. resell them, can't do anything except start killing them and, or, you know, perhaps eating them. I don't I don't know. Well, I heard you talking earlier about the, the alligator or something in the swimming pool or something. Right. With the lady. Right. And I will tell you, if you fly, one of the first things they do is tell you, if we lose cabin pressure and the little mask falls... Take care of yourself first before you start helping other people. Well, you have to. At that that, that point, you have to. There's a difference. Let's say you don't pass out and you can actually, you know, put it on your kids. You had to be able to call 911 in case something happened. That only happens... That only happens with me if I ever go spelunking. If I go into caves and my friends want to go into little crabs and crevices and they go, come on, man, it opens up. It's on the other side. I'm like, no, somebody has to be out here to go call 911. And I'm not going in there. So have fun. Have fun. I go a lot of places, but underground, I'm not really into all that. You know? Well, fill it up with water and put tanks on it. makes it even more exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have fun. I was in G5 the other day. They're talking about uh, doing a seminar, alligator seminar, so we got to come up with a date to do an alligator seminar in there. I saw that you went in there and put some of those fancy-smancy new locks on your uh, bang sticks. That looks yep. really good, yep. dude. Yep. Yeah, I think you oh. got a winner on that one. That's pretty cool. All right, All right. Y'all have a great weekend. All right. Go have fun. Don't get right, sunburned bye. while you're up there. <laughs> Don't look at me. We are big and wild. Got to take a quick break. I'm waiting on you, man. Brought you by G5 Feet and Outdoors. Brandon Ford, when the music's playing, that's your cue. Oh, my cue. We'll be right back.
thing definitely leads to another. Welcome in, you everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. <laughs> Braden Glenn in the studio along with Aaron in here and a big old giant box of donuts. I think I've hit the ceiling, boys. I don't think I can... I don't think I can eat anymore. I'm all good. That was Glenn's plan to stick us in a sugar coma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm doed out. It's going to be a hard one. I didn't uh, think I got halfway through it. Uh, our good buddy Jim Veal uh, gave uh, Glenn a call uh, this week and said, Hey, boys, you might want to go check out the uh, Sumter County News, the uh, Times up there. You guys made the front page. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he brought it up and sure enough there we are right there in our beautiful uh broadcast glory right on the front page of the newspaper but i thought, <laughs> I, was, like I, I thought it. it was funny they, they kind of got the names a little mixed up uh who am i i'm uh am i jonathan or bill george who am i you uh, as it pointed out let's see they got me right they got you listed as bill george okay so i'm bill george yeah you're bill george uh-huh. then it's clean and then it's Glenn's uh, right Third one is Brayden Gunn, so you're actually oh, Jonathan. So Jonathan is me. Yeah. And I'm Car- Bill George. Carlos is right. So only you and Carlos are right. Yes. And then, of course, Bill George is Jonathan Swindle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm Bill George. Jonathan is me. And Bill George is Jonathan. And Jonathan's going to have to switch up. He's going to have to say, you, you know, and uh, Bill George is going to have to start saying, like I said. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> radio crutches ladies and gentlemen radio crutches uh yeah but i mean we're gonna try to get a link on it so you can go check it out uh on our uh, facebook page not for that sure. you might not that you really want to i'm I sure know, but, know, I mean, you know, but the story really uh the story really says it all about what we've been describing on the air about the I mean. uh, about the event so next year you can make plans and again remember there may be a cap on the number of participants just so we can keep it under control well, I mean, we we've always wanted to get to this point. I mean, uh, we made a we made some pretty good money for these charities uh, with this deal, and um, we were only charging twenty five dollars a boat. And you know what really kind of frustrates me is how many people come up afterwards and tell me, "Hey, how'd the fishing tournament go?" And I say, "It went really well. You should have been there." And they're like, well, I thought about coming, but, you know, I didn't want to know. And I, you know, I, you know, this, that, and they all start making excuses. And I'm like, dude, you should go. If you want to go, go. I, I, and it's a good time. I, I'm not going to sit here on the radio telling, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people that uh, it's a pretty good time when it's not. I mean, if it's cruddy, I would tell you that it was dismal. I mean, when we were sitting there watching all these boats and all these happy faces walk around here, we looked at each other and went, God, do you remember what this was like five years ago? Yep. I mean, I we remember. Only, how many boats did we have? It was over in a matter of minutes after the weigh-in. We had like, what, 12 boats maybe in the first year? Yeah, and the the, the first 17. It was 17. and uh, But I will say, I went to see my eye doctor this week, got my checkup, everything's good, and uh, we're t- he's... T- you know what? It's a great time to go to your eye doctor. And then the first thing we start talking about is, well, my wife got two turkeys this year. <laughs> and then he breaks out where he's going to go trout fishing up in Wyoming on a fly-in. And, I mean, what a great visit. And I felt good paying for it. Well, how come he didn't come up and fish in the panfish challenge? What was his excuse? He didn't know anything about it, but I will oh, say this. Oh, my goodness. He did say, Glenn, come see me next year for the tournament because I want to be – I want to." Uh, be a sponsor and maybe i can donate some more eyewear some glasses 
Kids need glasses. Well, That'd he's got some really nice kids, glasses man. there too, as well. That'd be awesome. So I'm gonna. It was just good. So it, we're, we're going to have more eyewear. You better call Jim. I think it's going to be 150 <laughs> boats. I'm serious. I think it's going to get bigger and better. And Did, you, can I ask you something before you go somewhere else? I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Live target bait. So has G5 started carrying any? We've we've had. Oh, hi, welcome to the store. It must be I your know, first time. I know you have. <laughs> I know you have yes some saltwater stuff. We have live we have live target. Do you have the live target perch? Uh, we have the pinfish. I need the perch. We need the pinfish. We have the mullet. We have uh, the shiner. We have uh, the shrimp. Um, what else? I can't picture them all. Check but, in I mean, to get we got a bunch of them there. Check in to get in the perch. And the reason I ask is I what went, do you mean perch like a Nile perch? This what right here. It? And could you get that in the three, the two and a half, the three? How the 3.5 is a little too big, uh, but the 2, 2.5 and the 3. It looks like good. a looks like a cross between the Nile perch and a bluegill. Well, this particular one, but if you get the one that's got the red ear, looks like a little shell cracker. Uh, they, man, that guy had him. He was catching some fish up on pan with those. That's what he was using? Yeah. Unreal. Uh, and I, so I I'll tried it out. It. I went and got one, and I tried it out over on, on Keystone yesterday. Wait and a minute. Action, you want me to order them, but yeah, you already got one. I got one because that was all they had. Oh, my God. I checked with Southeastern. They don't have them. But he's, Mark's probably going to get them. So okay. if you guys can get them, that'd be good because it's just up the street from me. I understand. Yeah. We're more now, convenient. I can't order them online, but I'm one of those guys that I want to see it. Right. Put my hands on the box, mm-hmm. open it up, mess around, and then decide whether I really want this color or that color. I think that probably 98% of fishermen are exactly the same way. Yeah. Because I don't think I see anybody who doesn't come over and crack open a bait, a bag of baits, feel them, look at them, stretch them, look at them, and go and Care okay. have and then put it back in the bag. <laughs> and then go, I'll take these. <laughs> it's like, I don't care if it's bitter. Usually if you open up a bag of... Uh, plastic somebody's thinking are you adding more to that count yeah <laughs> are you taking two out of that one making it 12 count instead of 10 i'm just gonna take a sample of two see how they work and then if they work out i'll come back and get the rest how's that sound yeah if you could get some of those uh, i would appreciate it uh well, then i'll work on it i'll see what i can do um nancy i'll give her a call she does she's got life target down the street so yeah yeah see what they got richard good morning Hey, how you guys doing this morning? How are nice you? To today. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was nice. Lots of you. sunscreen. It was nice to see you out at the Panfish Challenge, man. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think when, what's the thing when you're too busy, just plain too busy? Uh, As Ernie Lee would say, uh, you're just too you know, busy. Yeah, I was, you know, I was in, when um, Bill George was on, so, you know, I was up at, in Pennsylvania and um, helping my cousin's wife and that do a bunch of stuff around their place and it's like she says well this does give you you know a week of hunting up here i said oh well okay you know well that's what you got to do sacrifice some labor for an opportunity that's a good trade well well it wasn't bad because she had the the, the farmer that they leased the the fields to he came in with a bush hog and that and, and took out the areas and her son already cut down the trees that they went out of there to plots and that stuff well you you like, won you just took credit for the uh, mowing and the bush hog and said i done my part thank look, you look how nice <laughs> yeah. it looks now i get two tree stands i get two areas there you go that's fine and once, oh, that, once they get the food plot built, uh, okay go ahead we already built those uh the, the, the stands a long time ago 
They've been up there for years. Yeah, those are the ones you really want to crawl into. Yeah, you better check that. And make sure they're up to date. Jeez. Oh, they were. <laughs> I, you not listen to, to the read... show, Richard? Seriously, how many Tree years? Tree safety. How many years have we been telling people? You know those old ones that you know your grandpa built out of the old two by fours from the barn. Uh, may not be the safest things to crawl up in However, anymore. they're probably pretty hard. They've been seasoned well. <laughs> oh, they're, 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 they're harder than It's like, you know, it's almost like having um, petrified wood on there. Yeah. If they're not rotted, they're just harder than rock. But they, uh-huh. uh, no, I think they, I think those stands were maybe eight years old, but I reinforced them, put new ladders up because now her grandkids are, are wanting to get up there too, and we hadn't made it safe for them, you know. It was, it was a good time up there, and a, you know, hunter safety system. Had, put a harness on. Oh, that's yeah. right. E- even with all the noise with uh, with us doing stuff, the deer was still walking around. Yeah, what you need to do is just borrow a tractor and just turn it on, let it sit there, and uh, and run while you're hunting. Idle yeah, away, really, they, idle but, deer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, we also saw uh, a couple black bear in there too. So they can hunt them up there, can't they? They can hunt them up huh? there, can't they? They can hunt them up there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know she ha- she has like close to twelve hundred acres now, but she got she got the properties alongside of her were for sale, and so you know her son talked her into doing it. You know, he said okay, you know, it's a family so investment. Oh yeah, that is that stuff. Is you know my cousin was big. My my cousin passed away like six years ago, and he was big into. He was one of the big people in Central Pennsylvania for a Wild Turkey Federation for big time. He was uh, one of the, the big people in it, and you know their their group in Clearfield County was the one that would buy all the stuff and sell it to everybody else in the state. And people from out of state would come in with, with you know you know rider trucks and get loads. They they would buy three, four, five um, tractor trailer trucks worth of feed. Well, that sounds good. I don't think they can use uh, feed up there. No, I, I'm no. Well, I mean by feed, I mean by seeds and that stuff for plots, food plots. Oh, that okay. Kind of stuff. Yeah, because I, I think baiting is all... baiting's not allowed in Pennsylvania. So. Oh no, no, it's not. Yeah. But there's there's so much growth in that, and so much plants and the, the animals running around, and you know. Yep. Long but as you... it, it was enter- it was entertaining up there. Just good to get back up in that area and kind of like you know. At least you don't sweat as bad as you do down here. Well, that's, that's for true. sure. Well, Richard, we got to take a break, man. We appreciate the call. And, Good luck uh, in PA this have year. Have fun up there with Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. You and Bill George yeah, need to talk to each other so you can uh, hitch a ride up there together. Well, I'm going to fly. Screw that. I'm not driving. Oh, okay. Well, All right, see Richard. You, we'll see you. We got to take a quick <laughs> okay. break. Okay, bye. See you, Brought buddy. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, that's a fast hour and a half. That's good. It's going good. We got people calling in this morning, and yeah, yeah it's really nice going yeah. by fast. Even though we don't have Jonathan and Bill George in the studio, you know, it's all good. <laughs> We're surviving. But yeah. the live target, as I was talking about a while ago, and I will touch on live one target thing. baits. Yeah, if you can get those, it's really important. We have them, and we sell them, and, and people like them, and they use them. Well, get them in, and the big dog baits, uh, that the guy that brought them out to us uh, last week for the panfish thing, I really like some of the action that those look like they really have in them. I mean, we revamped the uh, the, the big only do- thing I really say that I don't know that I can quite get past is the urine flavor. It, it's fortified with K nine P. 
<laughs> it must. I don't know if I'm catfishing with it or bass fishing, but I'm going to give them a try uh, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime this coming week. It's a special ingredient. It's it's actually the letter K, the number nine, and then the letter P. It's uh, it's, it's special. Uh, I'm figuring to give them cats a uh, run for their money. It'll keep cats away. That's for sure. <laughs> now, uh, we revamped the, uh, the big dog baits. We're moving stuff around, bringing some new product in because... Um, a lot of people have been hollering for the, the five inch worm. So we're going to, we're getting rid of the sevens because that's more of a springtime thing. So we're, right. we're going to bring in the fives and we're bringing in more of the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, swim bait. tails and oh. stuff. Swim baits, when they're done, they'll be uh, coming in too. Cause they're going to be moving into the saltwater. Well, that's what I'm going to try. Too, so. so I'll yeah. give it a try to, at yeah. a good spot. I knew it. It'll all be good. be good. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, Danny. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. How are you this morning? We're doing all right, man. Thank you for the uh, little shout-out on Facebook, my friend. Hey, no problem. Just wanting to let everybody know about our 20th annual cleanup coming up in August. Yeah, man. That's going to be up there at uh, this little place that I like to keep a secret, but you guys keep talking about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's in Richland Game Reserve. This will be the 20th. Don't tell people where it's at. Just it needs to be cleaned up, man. So, Rich Long, go out and support it. Oh, God, man, you guys keep, yeah. why do you guys keep saying it? To Quit saying it. There's nothing in Rich Long but trash, and that's why they're going out there to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, this is the 20th annual um, that uh, the Rich Long Sportsman's actually been doing it for 18 years. That's right. The first two years, it was done by a program called SED, which is Sportsman against illegal dumping and over the years you know we've picked up anywhere from two tons up to as high as 24 tons of trash depending upon how wet the grounds are out there i just don't get it i I really i don't i don't get it you know i know i know those aren't sportsmen and hunters and stuff that are doing this kind of stuff because i know it drives me insane or I find a beer can out in the middle of wherever it is I'm at, and I think to myself, first off, how in the world did that get here? And then second of all, I I usually throw it, either crush it and put it in a pocket or something and take it out with me. And uh, I've been through Rich Loam many, 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 many times, and I cannot believe the amounts of trash that people just drive out there in the middle of nowhere and dump, you know, couches, tires, uh, you know. Boats. Oh, boats. Oh, everything. Uh, transmissions. I mean, engine blocks. I yeah. mean, there's all kind. Of, I mean, what? What the heck, man? Seriously. You think yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't. I, I. I don't understand it, especially considering that you know a lot of the like the county that I live in, which is not that far from Wrenchlom, has a convenience station free of charge. Since I'm a resident, that I can take the trash and I can dump it free of charge. But mm-hmm. yet, still, people go out there. I can leave in that part of Hernando County and go into the edge of Richland and turn off any one of them dirt roads and find piles of trash where people have just backed off of 50 in there and dumped piles of trash. Yeah. yeah I've never understood it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's palm fronds, it's tree stumps, it's whatever it is. And I just. I never could understand. So God bless you guys. I know you guys uh, get out there. You use your little UTVs, ATVs, and trucks yep. and go out there and, and really get into the hard places. I mean, the ones on the side of the road are pretty easy to find, but 
you guys really get in there and dig around and, and find yes, stuff that's we, been out there. We now have it approved through forestry, one day only permit that you have to pick up at our check station the morning of the cleanup when you do the sign in it set it starts at seven AM. You have to pick up a UTV permit where you can use a UTV for that day only during the hours of the cleanup to help clean up. We've had a lot of people ask us about it because UTVs are, and ATVs and all that are not allowed in Richland. That's right. So we get a special use permit that day, so it's a lot easier for people. And since we've done that, it's helped us out quite a bit get like you said, a little deeper into the woods, a lot of places where you can't get to with trucks and mm-hmm. get some of this trash picked up and, and hauled it's a, out. It's really a good time to do a little bit of scouting. Uh, yeah. August, think about it. There's In August, you're there. not there's, too far there's from There's nothing up there. there you archery even, season just around the corner. There's nothing up there. There's, there's no deer. Where did you get that climber at? There's no deer. There's no, there's no turkeys. <laughs> um, there's no nothing up there. I, I brought know. it from home. I was just going to use it to climb the tree to see out into the yeah. distance. Yeah. And then just yeah, leave it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know why people even go up there and hunt because there's nothing there. But uh, mm-hmm. I look at it this way. If you have families now, you know, you have a lot of people who purchase uh, UTVs and side-by-sides and, and, and four-wheelers. And, and uh, God bless Blown Valley. I mean, it's a great, wonderful place. And if you want to go ride for the day, man, go out there and do it. But this is for a good cause. So load up those kids, get them out there, put a cooler in the back with a bunch of waters and things like that and a few snacks, and uh, go out and make a difference. And uh, for you guys to do that every single year, I know you guys have – I don't know what the combined weight of all the years are that you've probably picked up, but it would probably, you know, fill a battleship. I mean, seriously, because... Well, like I said, we've had anywhere from as little as two tons up to 24 tons of trash. Now, that's, you know, that year that we had 24 tons, I believe Sumter County supplies all our dumpsters for us for that. They had a one dumpster slamming full of nothing but tires. And tires weigh a lot. Um, you know, you're talking about snacks and stuff. At 1 o'clock, we have a free lunch for everybody. Well, and go. we also give away door prizes. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have speakers there. Uh, we do hold a raffle that we use to help raise money for this. We do 50-50 drawings. It's a good time. Um, and... Door prizes vary from year to year. It depends upon what we can get. I mean, we try and make sure we have everything so that every kid that shows up out there at least leaves with something. Very from nice. The that's and awesome. like I said, that's all free of charge. The meal is. Um, it's all done, you know, by people joining the organization, buying raffle tickets. Um, is how this is paid for every single year that we do this. Well, now, you, uh, so if somebody wants more information, they can go to, what is it, Rich Loam Sportsman's Association? Is that where you can go? Yes, uh, yes. go on our Facebook page, or they can call me, and my phone number is 352-206-5651. Okay. Well, I, I know that you can get all the information probably from your Facebook page and all that stuff, but uh, it's happening on August 10th. Is that right, August 10th? August uh, 10th. August 10th, and sometimes we do have vendors right now. The only vendor I've got lined up is Native Dog Supply. will be out there with T-shirts, hats, dog collars, all the 
dog hunting supplies and stuff that people could need so they'll be out there very nice um so well that'll be good i know you guys do it and it's good hard work and uh you guys do tremendous work out there because every year you pick up a ton of stuff that's for sure yeah yes we do well listen as we get closer to it man daniel make sure you call us back okay don't uh, uh, i know- i I, de- I definitely will because i have had several people that show up out there and tell me hey we heard heard it on the ra- uh on the show and hey. that's where why we come out there so that's awesome. We appreciate you all giving me the opportunity to get the word out. There you go. Well, you know, I, I'm just all kidding aside. Rich Loam is uh, is a beautiful place. Uh, it's a good place to hunt, and uh, the, once one of the places where you can actually have dogs on one side and still hunters on the other. And uh, it's yep. not that far from Tampa. It's not that far from Lakeland or anywhere else out there. So it's kind of centrally located, and I think that's. Part of the reason why it ends up being a dump site, but it seems to be happening more and more all over those kind of places, and I don't know why. When you got guys like uh, the mayor Rick Christman, who's forcing people to recycle in his town and everywhere else like that, so uh, you know, a guy's got a load of tires. I, you know, maybe he just feels yeah. that all he's got to do is dump them in the woods and make more mosquitoes out there for everybody. <laughs> well, I just looked at their page and uh, where the event is listed back on June the fourteenth when it was posted. First person I've seen that liked it. Or the last one, whichever it may be. With me? And my cousin. Oh, really? <laughs> they live up that way somewhere. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's like, uh, man, I go to the page, and the first name I see is my cousin. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's all in the family, Daniel. All over the country. <laughs> well, Danny, uh, make sure you call us back, okay, as we get closer. August 10th is the uh, official date. It starts at 6 a.m. Uh, lunch is free. And uh, you can bring your UTV for one day, one day only. Or and you're giving away a first prize as an Arctic cooler. 145 quart. There you go. That's a good cooler. Yep, giving away three Arctic coolers. First place is 145 quart. Second's a 65. And the third is a 40 can Arctic cooler. Very nice. And there's a few other little items to get thrown in with that as well that come with that package that's not listed. So. I like it. I like it a lot. See, you know what? You're doing a good thing, and you get to walk away. Uh, I'm just going to clean up surprises. my yard and just come with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll probably check you before you get in there. Huh? By checking the boat before the tournament. Checking the boat before a tournament, same thing. You got no trash in there, do you? No, I got one. I got one spit cup. That's it. So, all right, Danny, call us again. All right, have a great day. Have a great weekend. All right, thank you, sir. All right, man, Bye. we'll talk to you soon. We're going to take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. When I come back, I got to tell you about uh, the G5 fishing trip. They went out with Brooksy and had a good time. And, uh, of course, also our good friends out of G5. So it's combined G5 and Brandon Ford right there together in one boat. Who would have thought? We'll be back. I guess I went and broke their family tradition. The gentlemen want to know, Hank, why do you drink? Boy, I remember when that song came out. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We might have somebody listening if we played that a lot. (laughs) Oh, whatever. It's... uh, (laughs) Glad I'm Braden in the studio today along with Erin. She's answering the phones. If you want to give us a call this morning about anything outside, fishing, hunting, whatever it is, go ahead and give us a call, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. It's pretty easy to do. 
Uh, we're still kind of giggity giggity over last weekend in the uh, Panfish Challenge. We did really good. I don't want to beat it down, but I just want to say that, uh, again, I can't reiterate the fact that if you got no plans for July 4th, the fourth weekend, uh, I would say give Jim Veal a call up at Panavista Lodge and uh, book yourself a little cabin and uh, spend some time out on the water with the family. It's going to be a beautiful uh, time out there, I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, that's gonna, that's my anniversary weekend, so I probably won't be in the studio. So, uh, You'll be at Panavist Lodge. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, where else would you be? I more than likely won't be here. <laughs> You'll be at Panavista Lodge, <laughs> I guarantee it. Now, what's this thing here you brought in here with this baggity bag thing? What is that? This uh, I thought it was like one of those uh, portable umbrella jobbers. What is this? I went online because oh. you don't carry these into G5. Uh, maybe you will. I don't know now if that we y'all do are or not. It's, boats pretty it's on good. the boat side. Uh, the nice boats that y'all have in inventory. Maybe you'll get some of these inflatable uh, life jackets. Um, after fishing a week and a half ago with uh, one of those vests on, they mm-hmm. look really cool. Um, good. My goodness. What do you mean it was, with the vest on? You uh, mean, uh, regular flotation like the ski type. Right. Nice vest jacket. In Florida, are you nuts? Well, the requirements are for this particular place I was fishing, you have to have a flotation device on you at all times. It's a private fishing club. And Mm -hmm. so went out with them. And uh, Dave, of course, has uh, this style. So it's really more a lot more comfortable, but when Does this you go around your waist, is yes, this you put that belt? around your waist, and of course, if you get submerged in water, it'll self deflate, inflate, and uh, so don't then, wear it in the shower. Yeah, absolutely don't. <laughs> but it might get a little <laughs> crowded in there real quick. But the uh, it, it it fits around your waist, and of course, when it inflates, uh, you just hook it around. It just flips over your head, and then snap the buckle. Yeah, but and what you're if good. you're unconscious? Well, at least that uh, if you fall out and you're unconscious, somebody can find you. Okay, but I would I would say that you're at least it's some, it's some sort of flotation device, and at least it's a uh, Coast Guard approved, so it it, it does um, you know for what we're going to be doing. If you're running where you're at in this particular place, uh, what's required? You're not running the boat wide open to start with. You're just putting along, mm-hmm. and uh, if you fall out, it's just a thing that you have to have a flotation device on your body. No, that's a good person. idea. So, I like this one. It's you know, not the, heavy. It's it's easy. I guess you put it on this way. You put the cord down. Oh, there cord you go. down. Cord down. So you pull that and it... Yes. Yeah. Or if you get submerged, as soon as it gets in the water, it'll uh, self-inflate as well. No kidding. Man, don't get that wet on the way back out to the truck. <laughs> as hot as it is. It's, but that's why I got those is because... Uh, the vest itself is just extremely hot. Well, they got uh, those self-inflating vests too. The little strips you they see do. all the bass fishermen guys wearing. They all do, this and stuff. maybe y'all will carry them, and I'll buy a, a couple of those because I, I'd like to get one for my grandson that's inflatable like that because he he was wearing it up there at Panta Vista Lodge, and he was telling me, "Paul, this thing hot." It is hot, and the but, kids hate them, man. Especially those like uh, those big orange jobbers that are around your neck and all that stuff, and. That right there, I can't believe how light it is, but also the fact that it's so packable. Yes. You can put that anywhere. You could almost put that in the glove compartment of uh, of the boat or whatever it is. I mean, that's pretty easy, man. I like this. Who makes that? What's the name of that one? I don't even, I didn't see the name on it. Well, it is a, uh, looks like an Eason. I was looking at that and there was a couple other models that are E-Y-S-O-N, out there. E-Y-S-O-N, Eason. But, or E-Y-S-O-N. <laughs> Eason. But every time they do go off. 
it's twenty five bucks for that new cylinder replace, and and it's, of course it's self inflatable. So you can deflate it, <laughs> roll it back up, and put it in yeah, there. Correct. It's reusable. Yes. Oh wow! And it's kind of like the safety harness too, uh, with the uh, hunter safety system. Everything does have a longevity date on it as well. You know, so about every five years, you would want to replace that. An incept date. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's done, it's done. Yeah, it depends. I guess uh, how much it it takes on the UV. It starts breaking down the material or whatever. But <laughs> you know what I did? I justified the I sale know. was because there's no value on a life. The, well, there's no price on a life. Yes. Yeah. The value is there, but the price of it just just buy those or versus uh, the cheap. Nah, I'll just go ahead and spend the money. You got to do it, man. Uh, you know what? Speaking of uh, water and money and everything else like that, I just want to give you, in case you did not know it, because our our uh, news agencies don't seem to report it so much anymore because it's not killing millions of fish and tourists are not affected and all that stuff. But uh, every week, I still get a red tide report. Do you still Why? get those? Yeah, um, I just delete it. Y- you do? Yeah. You don't even read it? No. <laughs> no. Well, it said that, uh, believe it or not, it said in the southwest Florida over the past week, the uh, Brevis was observed at background concentrations in Sarasota County in the northwest over the past was not observed. And over the past on the east coast, it was not observed. But so it's still down there in the southwestern part of the state of Florida. So it's still around here. But no fish kills are suspected to be related to red tide in the area. But they are still keeping an eye on it. And you know what? I think after this year, they seem to be a little more uh, in tune to it, giving out the updates. Because I can remember last year and years prior, we didn't get as much as we used to get. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, you get so many with the apps that that are out there, just so many notifications, so many updates that you just get, I guess, numb to it. And I just say, "Eh, delete. I don't even take the time. Well, just in case you were wondering, also on that same one, they just, uh, uh, the governor, again, didn't make the news or anything like that, but for outdoorsmen, it's good news. The FWC, the executive director, Rick Sutton, and the governor uh, have approved a budget for the 2019-2020 fiscal year, and the budget has a high-priority conservation efforts like red tide research and coral reef disease response and restoration. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So for Red Tide Research, they've uh, budgeted $4.2 million. And for the coral reef response and restoration, $397,000. And Hurricane uh, Irma Marine Fisheries Disaster Recovery, $23.8 million. Management of Invasive Species, $1 million. And Enhanced Law Enforcement, <laughs> That's those. Those are the permits and the enhanced law inform, law enforcement, one point eight million dollars. It's kind of lopsided. I I think we need more law enforcement. I really do. I, I'm sorry. I you know, I I don't like to bust on people too much, but uh, the last time I went out and went fishing, and I went to a little spot where there's a pier. Uh, with my brother and my his kids and his wife and my kids and we were all out there. They were surfing. I was fishing, and I'm sitting there watching people put stuff in a bucket that should not be put in a bucket. And I'm asking them. I'm like, "Are you going to keep that? Are you going to eat that? What are you going to do with that? Put that in a crab trap, or what are you going to do?" And they're like, "No, we're going to eat it. No, we're going to eat it." I'm going, "You're going to eat that sand shark. You're going to eat that ladyfish. 
You're going to eat that hard-headed catfish. You're, oh, they can keep all that. You're going to eat all that? Let them have it. What's wrong <sighs> with it? There's but, no there's no thing that says you can't keep those. I, I thought she was going to tell me that they're throwing the trout, the snook, the reds. So, you know, that's an undersized grouper. You can't keep that. Okay, that's different. Oh, uh, no, no, this is fine. This is uh, This is one of those little ones. It's the little one right there. And I'm like, that's not a sea bass, dude. That that's a grouper. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, yeah, I guess it is. And and there's nothing I can do. And I think I, you know, it drives it me insane because I have FWC on speed eight, dial. Eight, eight. Uh, I have it speed dial. FWC push pound. Boom, it's done deal. But you know, they're like, oh, we don't have any officers in the area. There's nothing we can do. I mean, you know, and I'm just like, oh man. Everywhere I go, I see this happening. I don't care if it's Picnic Island. I don't care if it's Fort DeSoto. I don't care if it's over here. I don't care if it's Ballast Point. I, you know, wherever you go, there's always somebody with something on a stringer, and you're like, dude, seriously, are you going to keep that? I paid for my fishing license. I'm entitled to the catch. Oh, man. Yeah, but there are certain rules. <laughs> you have a driver's license, too, but it doesn't entitle you to drive 110 miles an hour on I-4. Catch me. Uh, <laughs> That's your job. Catch me. Uh, the opinions of you. <laughs> I will say thank you for those that let me slip by. <laughs> it was only because it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> we are big and wild outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Yeah. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors that one day will carry a live target uh-huh. perch and Brandon Ford. We'll yeah. be right back. All right, bye.